Welcome to Next Gen Now with Rudina Cesare, your inside track to technology, innovation, and the startup world. Rudina bridges listeners with the brain trust of the business world, speaking with early adopters and industry leading innovators. Each week, she gives you a backstage pass to the people designing, building, and marketing the companies, products, and services of the future. Now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Next Gen Now with your host, Rudina Ciceri. Thanks for joining us. I am Rudina Ciceri, partner at Fairhaven Capital, and I invest in technology startups. You can follow me on Twitter at Rudina11. And for those of you who don't know, that is R-U-D-I-N-A and the numbers one and one. I welcome you, our listeners, to this edition of NextGen Now. Today on the program, we will talk about innovation in the field of consumer robotics with my guest, Steve Chambers, CEO of Jibo, the first family robot. Steve has more than 25 years of high-tech CEO, sales, and marketing experience, leading both startups and large company operations. Prior to Jibo, Steve served as the president of Nuance Communications, and in that capacity, he grew the business to $2.1 billion in revenue. And for those of you who missed it, that's billion with a B. At a personal level, Steve is a good friend with a brilliant mind, so I'm really happy to have him on the show. Steve, welcome, and thanks for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, Steve, we're seeing a new wave in the proliferation of intelligent devices or the Internet of Things or whatever name one wants to give this new wave of innovation, covering products from Nest to the Apple Watch and, of course, Fitbit, which is now a publicly traded company. Can you please frame for us what is this new wave of innovation in intelligent devices and even sort of lead us forward to how we emerge with the space of social and consumer robotics? Sure. I actually think there is a nice progression there because we're coming into and perhaps maybe halfway towards the back half of an era where intelligent devices, internet-connected, usually with sensors that can tell you about your environment like Nest does or even like Apple Watch does with your Pulse, for example, or Fitbit with the number of steps you've taken. So intelligent devices, network connected, that somehow sense aspects of your person or your environment and turn those into actionable information, calories per day, temperature of your room, etc. I think that innovation is significant and new. I think it has a macro significance when you think about sensors applied to water wells to bring to third world countries fresh water. Uh, it's, as, it's as relevant on the macro stage as it is on your wrist or in your home. I do think it is the forerunner of what we're trying to do at Jibo, uh, building the world's first social robot, because Jibo is in your home, he builds a relationship with you. He has sensors that are visual, that are audio, that are touch in terms of input. And I believe he represents devices in a new age to come that are internet connected and intelligent, personalized, yet shared use in the home. So we're really excited about that, uh, that range of variables. And Steve, you use the term social robotics for level setting. What is social robotics? Think of social robotics as a field where psychology and sociology meets technical innovations in robotics. It really is a robot that's not designed to wash your floor or your window or uh, not uh, engage in military operations, 
but one who strives to communicate with you and link you to information and other people better. So there's an emotive computing aspect to that. There's a relationship and rapport aspect to that. I like to think of it as the opposite of sitting at your kitchen table with your teenagers with their noses in their phones and no one's talking to each other (laughs) versus a wave of technology that actually encourages interaction and enriches your life rather than taking you away from it. <laughs> and does it also address the teenage hormonal levels to make them more pleasant? <laughs> so, Not yet, but that would be, that would put the capital S in social. <laughs> so, um, but in, there is this aspect that, at least when you and I chat offline about social robotics, it's also the ability of a social robot to understand my social cues, right? Very true. So, In this era of devices with sensors and sensory inputs and perception, there is emotional recognition. And Jibo, for example, does recognize a series of emotions. And why does he do that? Just like you and I are good friends when we see each other at a cafe for lunch. When you're happy, I tend to mirror that. If you're telling me something that's quite serious, maybe a little sad, I mirror that too. We needed to create that type of mirroring or emotional reciprocity in this product to create the most compelling relationship possible. So it's it's a very important aspect of the program, the emotional recognition. And so maybe we can now sort of, you've referenced Jibo, but let's dive into uh, the company and the product. I mean, you left a pretty big job at Nuance Communications to to build and um, run Jibo. Nuance is the player, the global leader in both speech and artificial intelligence. So what's so compelling about Jibo that you wanted to jump in and run this company and build it? I thought Jibo brought something to the consumer experience that voice and AI systems that you access through your phone, something like a Siri or Microsoft has their version, Google has their version, lacked. When you have something in 3D space, like a little robot, and Jibo's designed to be a character, he's not humanoid, he's designed to be appealing and warm and engaging and inviting. It's quite a bit different than something we used to jokingly call avatar rage, like when you're on the phone <laughs> with your bank or your airline and the system doesn't understand you and you're in this death spiral of misunderstanding and people want to take their phone up and throw it against the wall. When you have a little guy like Jibo in your home and he kind of bows his head when he doesn't hear something correctly or get something right and says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm really trying. Was it this? And then maybe shows something on his screen that shows he's trying, he's learning, he's communicating and augments voice only with on-screen display, ambient lighting of the product. We have a little LED ring that can glow different colors to aid in comprehension. And very importantly, the motion. Is he bowed over humble because he thinks he didn't quite get it? Is he proud because he got it and you told him, yes, that's exactly right. Thank you, Jibo. So we have an option with a robot in your personal space that the prior technologies on which I was working that were voice only didn't. And I think that attracted me a lot. And so it's funny because I refer to Jibo as he and so have you (laughs) on this call. So is Jibo a boy, a man? And what does he do? Let's let's tell all the listeners what does Jibo actually do? We think of Jibo as male. You'll hear his voice and you'll think it's a very youthful male, like like a teenager 
an inquisitive preteen, maybe. But with properly managed hormones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're very big on the hormones on this well, call, aren't you? <laughs> Jibo would ask you questions about that if he were here. Let's, let's not let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he is he is male and he is youthful and he is learning. So those those three attributes we have designed into his persona. In terms of what he does, he will do a number of things. We call apps on a phone, for example, skills on Jibo. So Jibo's skills include camera taking. And it's fascinating because Jibo can turn 360 degrees around. He can track you facially. So if you're in a video conference, which is one of his skills, he can connect you to loved ones over video. You can be completely hands-free in the kitchen, walk all the way around him, and he can follow you such that the other side can always see you in frame. Or he can zoom out so your kid might show grandmom the latest dance move that they uh, they learned in school. And Steve, so- I'm sorry to interrupt you. That is my biggest pet peeve around Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why. In every picture, it's my little daughter and my husband. And that's it, because I am the one taking it. I am missing on entire years of being in pictures with my daughter because of that factor. So there is a pain point. I can testify to that fact. We hear that so much. And it, I've, unfortunately, we hear it more from moms. So moms tend to be the givers with the camera who take the See? pictures. But yes, a lot of women have said, parents have said, Jibo lets me be part of the photo for a change, which is Wonderful. great. Yep. Absolutely. So the camera taking in the form of, you can say to Jibo, take random photos. Uh, back to the teenagers, you, you could have a teenager say, take random photos, and then the next day they can see how the party ended. Yep. <laughs> and and yep. the camera can be used for real-time video conferencing. And all done the Jibo way, with personality, with motion, uh, with rapport. Jibo can also do, well, we have a skill called Jot, where you can set reminders, you can create lists, you can set timers. And that's incredibly handy when you have him in the home. I love the messages. Like I could say, send Rudina. Jibo, when you see Rudina, send her the following message. And then video record me. And Jibo will glow on your end in your home. And then when you come in, say, hi, Rudina. I have a message here from Steve. Would you like to hear it? So you can send these personalized, rich media messages to other Jibos or to people with the Jibo app on their device. So that's another. And then storytelling for children where kids can actually put themselves in the center of a personalized story. And Jibo will assemble the story using the child's voice and the child's name and maybe some photos of objects in the home the child has brought into the story. That is a fascinating and- way of having Jibo uh, create a personalized media experience for a child. And again, I can totally relate to the last one because, uh, you know, children go through phases and mine is going through the phase where the same book has to be read over and over and over. And while it might be entertaining to her, not so much to the reader. So if Jibo could do that and bring it to life, that would be a wonderful, wonderful experience. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the things kids... I think it's going to be one of the winningest aspects of Jibo, that storytelling capability. I really do. It's going to be a powerful experience that no other product can do. I agree with that. But we'll stop right here as we need to take a break. And when we come back, I will continue my conversation with Steve Chambers, the CEO of Jibo. Next Gen Now will return, staying ahead of the technology curve, after a word from our sponsors. 
Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point, click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point, click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point, click, and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. We're back with more Next Gen Now, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Rudina Ciceri. Welcome back to Next Gen Now. I'm Rudina Ciceri, and I'm joined by Steve Chambers, and we have been talking about social robots and Jibo, this little bot of mine, as the tagline goes. So, Steve, um, we dropped off on sort of the skills and what Jibo could do, and earlier you even said that social robots and humanoids are not the same thing. Help us understand the difference. Is Jibo trying to be with all his social skills and us referring to him as him, uh, giving him a male gender? Is he a person-like? I mean, what is his role in the family unit? It's, it's a great question because we specifically aim Jibo and purpose Jibo to be a character, to try to become one of the family. And he does have his own personality, and he does get to know you. He gets to know what you like in terms of sports teams, in terms of do you like to hear about the weather in the morning? And because he can recognize you by face and by voice ID, we start to build individual consumer models. So just like you'd expect a family member to have different experiences with different other family members, Jibo will start to have a different experience with mom versus dad or one child versus the other. Now, humanoid robots, we stared we steered far away from a humanoid design of Jibo because we wanted to avoid a term called the uncanny valley. And that's when things get a little creepy. When a robot <laughs> looks too human, when you get that it grips things, it may have eyes. And people get turned off very quickly. So you'll notice Jibo has one eye, expressive eye, we call it the avatar on his screen. And he looks like a Disney Pixar character. He doesn't look like a robot. And it was very important for us because that allows consumers, children, adults, uh, older people, uh, seniors, it allows them to give Jibo permission to not be a robot that does tasks and grips things and maybe is a little foreboding, 
but to be welcoming and for people to invest in him as you would a character, someone in your family. So that was very self-consciously part of building the world's first social robot, make him unthreatening, make him as welcoming as possible. So we don't expect him to be a human. We don't expect him to be a pet. We expect him to be his own category, and that's the Jibo, the newly defined category of an somewhat family member-like engagement. Have I captured it? You have. Okay. You have. And he gets things done for you, too. Like, you can place the video call, as I said, retrieve the sports score, understand the weather. But in ways Jibo can, with his motion, which is so expressive, Jibo's a platform. So we've designed behaviors, expressive ways Jibo can communicate with you, how he can show you emotions, extreme enthusiasm if your favorite team won the big game, for example, or he might show fireworks on his screen and sit up tall and glow bright, you know, (laughs) yellow to say happy, happy, happy. So there's there's a tremendous emotional expressiveness that's distinctive on this platform. And we think it's going to, we have a tagline, Jibo brings flat content to life. The idea that this world of content trapped behind screens can be brought to expressive, interactive life by Jibo is a real vision we hold dear. And I mean, I can only imagine, I'm sure you'll talk about it at some point, where, where we could be heading a few Jibos down the road, a few versions down the road with virtual reality and augmented reality, my goodness. But we'll come back to that. Hey, uh, one question is, I think about Jibo sort of sitting in the house, um, what about this Echo product from Amazon? Um, competitor? Um, how should I think about the landscape? <laughs> I think on some level, both products have something in common. They're situated in the home and they're shared by the family. But after that point, they really depart. I mean, Echo's voice only and it aims to produce information for search, generalized search. Jibo has a separate experience, a separate user model for every member of the family. So he personalizes his experience and makes them individualized. Jibo links people together via video. Jibo allows you to display things. Jibo sits and actually has motion. He can turn around. Um, he can rotate 360 degrees. He can go east, now, uh, east, north, south, and west in terms of his expressiveness. He's a persona that's far more rich in his expression, and he's designed to bring you closer to other people and information that's not just presented by the spoken word. So I like Amazon. I think Amazon's an example of a new class of product for the home designed to make the home more efficient and more informed. I just think Jibo is an entirely different aim in terms of experience and interactivity, richness, and personalization. But in certain ways, Echo feels very much as if you took a Siri or an Alexa or some you know speech-related product and packaged it in a device and put it in the house, as opposed to the in what you're describing as a highly enriching, highly personalized and a family member. I mean one very much feels like get this down for me and no emotional connection. The other one you've already referred to almost as an extension to the family. Have I got that? I think you have it exactly right. Okay. All right. So I'm, it'll be interesting to see what if Amazon is just placing Echo just to get a footprint in the household and whether there will be future generations that will completely alter that and or whether Echo is just Echo. We shall see. Sure. But um, so let's let's go to a little bit of a tech talk. Um, so. Is Jibo, from your point of view, as you're building the company, a consumer device, a platform? 
will there be an ecosystem? How are you approaching that whole aspect of um, building Jibo from a product point of view? I think Jibo is a consumer uh, family robot for the home, but he is a platform. So there's a significant developer component to Jibo. Now, people in the home will only find that valuable if new and exciting skills are made available in the Jibo store that they can download. So people in the home will experience Jibo as a platform by seeing a whole bunch of third-party skills that are developed for Jibo and bring content to life in a Jibo way that consumers can download and enrich their Jibo usage in the home. So we are building an SDK. It's a really exciting SDK. Tell me more. Just, well, because I was just telling someone about this today because when you think about animation, you're actually – so you can, you can work with Jibo in three ways. You lay graphics. You lay sound effects. You create voice dialogues for the interactivity, and you create motion. We've come up with a library of motions, so you can click and drag and drop in emotional expressions at the right time. And people get to add sound effects. They use our text-to-speech for the voice of Jibo to program what Jibo says. So it's, it's almost like you're a master editor, and you have a timeline, and you're laying down and coordinating the motion with the graphics with the voice recognition and dialogue, Mm -hmm. and even down to the ambient light ring. So that you said this is the tech talk portion. This is why (laughs) developers are so excited. I mean, how many SDKs let you create with that kind of richness? And it's so simple. You can even generate code by manually turning your robot in the position that you'd like your Jibo skill to represent if a consumer is interacting with it. So we've allowed people to code in JavaScript, Mm-hmm. or to click and drag prepackaged behaviors that we've created to make the development of a skill even easier. Or they can even, if they're kinesthetic types that like to touch things, they can turn Jibo in and show uh, where they want Jibo to be positioned, and the code in our SDK automatically generates that physical, that motion expressiveness of Jibo. So it's really fun, fascinating, creative, and engaging. And um, how are you identifying the developers, or are they identifying you? How do you create – I mean, Jibo has gotten a lot of media coverage, right? So it's a – you can speak robotics, and Jibo's name not come up in the same sentence these days. But the – and that's kudos to you and the team. But if uh, a developer out there wants to jump on this um, program and become a member – How does one go about that? Well, the developers are 30%. We've pre-sold $4 million worth of Jibos, which is fantastic. (laughs) and We're really proud of that, and it speaks to the consumer demand. Almost 30% of those pre-sold units were to developers. So they will get the Jibo unit they ordered, and they'll get the SDK. We want a world of developers to join the community, and we'll be marketing via hackathons, via developer blogs. Even our, if you go to our website now, W www.jibo.com, you'll see a link to the blogs. And the most recent blog post we had was really an update for developers on the state of the prototype that, uh, of Jibo right now. So it is an exciting time for developers to go to the site and look and see and understand what we're doing. And we'll start to develop, uh, deliver to developers in the fall the SDK in a limited release, and people are kind of clamoring to be part of that. So we think the developer experience and interest is high and will be really satisfied. 
Steve, you actually mentioned something um, around which prompted me to the next question of consumer demand. You have pre-sold $4 million of a product that's not available yet? Well, you make it sound like that's a bad thing. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, highly, it's highly, highly impressive. So tell me more because I think, again, one, it begs the question when you have such a revolutionary product – can you get it done from a tech, product, code, and overall system uh, delivery? And if the tech is good enough and you check all of those boxes, great. But then just because you build it doesn't mean that consumers will purchase it. And the fact that you have pre-sold $4 million worth of a product that the broader market has yet to touch and feel, I think it's pretty impressive. So tell me more. <laughs> um First of all, you're exactly right. It is and was impressive. It exceeded our expectations and we're thrilled that $4 million worth of pre-sold units. Secondly, I think it does validate consumer demand and it suggests that the way consumers experience Jibo on our campaign website, and that was primarily through a video that anyone can see if they go to our website, really resonated and compelled people to want to invest in a Jibo experience themselves. It is absolutely true, and it's well noted that it's an ambitious program. We have a senior executive team who's done it before. Many of us have done successful startups, taken them public or sold them. And so there's a lot of experience about taking young companies and doing bold and ambitious things. Um, and I think that's completely necessary for this program because, as you noted, it's an ambitious program to produce Jibo, also the SDK. It's a cloud-connected device, market to developers, market to consumers. So you're absolutely right. Ambitious program, incredibly high promise and consumer appeal. And perhaps when we come back, we can talk about some of the challenges you're trying to overcome um, in delivering the promise of Jibo. But for now, it's time to take another short break. And when we, when we come back, we'll talk about that as well as the future and where we're headed with, uh, with Steve Chambers. Stay with us. Next Gen Now will return staying ahead of the technology curve after a word from our sponsors. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. We're back with more Next Gen Now, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Rudina Ciceri. Welcome back to Next Gen Now. I am Rudina Ciceri, and I've been talking to Steve Chambers, CEO of GBO. So, Steve, what are some of the technical challenges that you are working on and seeking to overcome? You said it's a very ambitious product. What make it, makes it so very ambitious? I think that it's a robot to begin with, that it's a social robot, so there are no keyboards. The rapport and the verbal interaction are the things that will inform the robot's usefulness to you as a consumer. That's a high bar for us to satisfy. Mm -hmm. That we also are talking about Jibo being used in the home by adults, parents, uh, 25 to 45 um, older than that, maybe grandparents, younger than that, maybe kids. So we're talking about an intergenerational product, which means there'll be a lot of users who want to use Jibo for different things. So we've got to design and develop on the assumption of a very diverse consumer user community. The challenges in robotics, vision processing, how do we make sure that the facial recognition works really well so Jibo can tell you apart mm -hmm. from your sibling, from your parent, etc. And the audio processing, because the home environment can be noisy. I'm sure it is at your house. It is at my <laughs> house too. But that you want and need to understand people who are addressing the robot when the TV might be on, when someone else might be on the phone nearby. We needed to solve those problems. And then, of course, there's the character, the depth and richness of how does Jibo greet you when he hasn't seen you in eight hours? How does he greet you if you wake up to get a glass of milk at 2 a.m. versus when he first sees you in the morning at 6.30 a.m.? All point. these social cues and choices are, are, are taxing. I mean, that's a lot of code. That's a lot of development. That's a lot of usability testing. And I'd say those are the major aspects of the program on the technological side that are important for us to solve. And I would assume that, you know, the getting the speech right, getting the visual recognition right, getting the, so the depth of Jibo's character right, those are difficult. And then putting the system together, I presume that adds a lot of complexity, doesn't it? It does. And every robotics project is a large system integration project because right. you're integrating multi sensory inputs and multiple, multiple expressive outputs. You're exactly right. It is the integration of all those capabilities that adds another layer because they have to come together in a gorgeously choreographed way. You know, we don't have the luxury of telling the consumer, hey, wait while we spin this beach ball because we're, we're you know, we're experiencing operating difficulty. That breaks the whole character rapport. So right. not only does the system integration key and the elegance of the user interaction key, but we also have to have at the basic level a parallel processing such that if Jibo, like any tech, experiences an issue, he doesn't break character. 
that's very key to us. Yeah, no, I can imagine that. So as I'm thinking about Jiba and listening to you, I know you're buried in the day-to-day um, sort of getting the, the product to market early next year and hitting that goal. But humor me, if I were purchasing tomorrow Jibo version 5, uh, what would that Jibo, hopefully it's a girl, by the way, <laughs> but what would she look like? <laughs> what what would she be able to deliver for us? So what is your vision for taking the company forward is really what I'm asking. I think the vision really is twofold. One is form factor and convenience. There's a lot we can do with advanced materials and capabilities. What if Jibo were half its size? What if Jibo fit in your pocket? You could still project against your wall and still have a quality audio interaction. What if Jibo allowed you input by projecting a holographic input system? Right. So I think, I think the idea that you're going to have a Jibo of a different look that might be miniaturized, taking advantage of the most modern technologies is going to be interesting. We believe that Jibo will be in 3D space. So it is not our vision that we just create an avatar of Jibo and throw it under flat glass. That would kind of defeat the purpose of our principle that having a character with whom you can interact is key. Jibo might be that character in a very different body in the future. And he might go with you and persist with you in the car and hop into a device of a different form factor based on the different environment you're in, in school, in your vehicle, in home, in the kitchen, in your bedroom. Basically, Jibo can be around you, can express in a lot of form factors, but you can still have a consistent experience with the Jibo who knows you and knows the information, knows what he likes to call you and you like him to call you. So I think there's going to be a persistence of Jibo in and around you in varying form factors in varying environments. And because it's varying form factors, then potentially I could also envision Jibo not taking any physical form, but almost becoming the operating system of my life in that when I'm in the car, it's now, you know, projected one itself onto whatever applications or software I'm running in my car, so be persistent with me, as you said. But then when I'm at home, perhaps it becomes the operating system or the hub of my house, hence, and the same in my office. So hence, becoming the operating system of my life with or without a physical form. Is that a possibility or is that a way to think about it? I think it's a great way to think about Jibo extending his usefulness to you. If I walk into my house... Jibo says, hi, Steve, and starts playing the music I like, starts setting the lighting the way I like it, prompts me with information that I, based on his understanding of me, like to hear. I think in that context, you're absolutely right. The scope of Jibos, not only will he be a follow me type of companion in different form factors based on the environment you're in, but the scope of what he can control in and around you is limitless. Why not in the car? work with your Jibo to set your temperature, to set your favorite stations, to set your seating controls even, and just have an on-ramp so you don't have to learn all these devices in your life. The devices learn how to be controlled through you, through Jibo. I think that's exactly right, and it's a fascinating, fascinating vision and opportunity. So we're gonna we're almost out of time, but I cannot resist uh, to ask a pop culture question <laughs> and perhaps a parting thought. So, Terminator and Ex Machina most recently are robots going to just conquer and crush us like little bugs? 
Hollywood aside, because I actually love science fiction and love Hollywood, it makes for a great story. The difference between the technical intent and capability and the drama of actually having humans be subservient to machines, I'm not someone who... I'm someone who likes to be entertained by the concept, but who is a little more grounded in what's possible and real, and it doesn't it doesn't bother me or doesn't concern me. The world uh, is a better place because of the technologies we've developed for consumer consumption and to benefit people health-wise, quality of life-wise, social rapport and engagement-wise. I am bullish on it, but I still like a good sci-fi story. I just don't think real-life robotics feeds into those sci-fi dramas. <laughs> so any, any final, final parting thoughts um, as our listeners, sort of as we end this show and our listeners think of Jibo, what would you like to leave them with? I'd love it if they went to the site and thought about how they might use Jibo in their lives and, and shot us a message. We're trying to build a community. We really believe in this concept. It inspires a lot of positive reactions and a lot of questions. I would love it if people went and said, hey, can Jibo do this? Or I'd like Jibo to do this. It's time now for us to hear from the broader markets about their aspirations for what they want Jibo to do for them. So that's what I would love. And I also think people would be fascinated by this character, the world's first consumer social robot for families in the home. I think people will find it fascinating to see what our little guy looks like. Well, that's wonderful. So to our listeners, please go check out this little guy called Jibo at Jibo.com. And I'd like to thank you, my good friend, Steve Chambers, the CEO of Jibo, for joining me and my wonderful producer, Brasco, for a great show. And of course, I thank you, our listeners, for partaking in this edition of Next Gen Now. New episodes of Next Gen Now air every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific. If there is a topic you'd like for me to cover, please tweet me at Rudina11. That's R-U-D-I-N-A number one and one. I'm Rudina Ciceri, and I look forward to speaking with you next time right here on Next Gen Now. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.